This is the true story of a group of aspiring voicers who came together to create a podcast to share and document their story and have their conversations recorded. Find out what happens when people stop holding back and start getting real. As in the very beginning, starting from their origin story, through their ups and downs, and so much more, as in beyond. Get an honest glimpse behind the curtain as a few VO friends and maybe a guest or two talk their way into and out of the booth together as they share pieces of their lives, voiceover journeys, and everything in between. This is From the Booth and Beyond. So, Jocelyn... Can't wait to get started. I have some questions. <laughs> oh no! Hold on one second. Are you coming today? That seems like you guys sort of conspired. That feels we like did. a little. No, we, we didn't. didn't. It's your really laugh. Adam. Your laugh. Your laugh. <laughs> says otherwise frankie <laughs> no because this is like flipping the script because usually yeah. you're, you're the, the one, one asking. interviewing people yeah. <laughs> you know i used there was a, a little nickname that was sort of bestowed upon me from um some parental figures they used to call me barbara walters because i would always ask <laughs> questions yeah and um at first i thought that well that's you know I don't know. I didn't know how to take it, but now I'm kind of like stepping into, you know, stepping into my shoes. I'm stepping yeah. into the, the, mm-hmm. the role. So yeah. yeah, I just looked, she didn't say anything about this Sunday. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I just texted her directly. So we'll see. We can get started. Okay. Okay. All right. So on today's episode of the origin series, we are going to get to know our PR guru, Jocelyn. But she is so much more than just a PR guru. She's a beach-loving, mermaid vibes, note-taking queen of the side hustle. She is deeply connected to the world in a spiritual way and plugged into the emotions of those around her. She is a collector of the gems or crumbs she finds along her path, from seashells to crystals to words of encouragement. She called herself baby grandma. Nice try. But we all know who the real baby grandma is. She's a fearless mom, podcast host, and producer. And while keeping up with the chaos, she jumped in headfirst to pursue a BO career. She pushed pedal to the metal, as she says, and her hard work and dedication paid off in the form of a demo. So now we can add professional voice actor to her titles. She's a kind and honest friend who will provide great insight and a different perspective into any situation. She's a woman with a vision and a plan for her career. And I honestly can't wait to celebrate all her accomplishments throughout this journey. Welcome, Jocelyn. uh, Jocelyn. I don't even, I mean, like, we can just end it right there. I think you said (laughs) everything. Thank you. That was so like heartfelt. I love it. Love that. Oh. that well, awesome. Jocelyn, tell us about you. Where are you originally from? And you already... where are you at now? That's funny. I mean, you pretty much said it all. So <laughs> <laughs> So I'm a Midwestern girl. So I'm originally from Michigan, born and raised in Detroit, and then um spent like a good part of more than the time that I spent growing up in Detroit in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So there's a Kalamazoo. Um, and then four years ago, my husband and I decided that we wanted to move to Florida because why the hell not? Right. Like why wait another 20 years and, you know, wait till we retire to move to where we want to go, where we used to always vacation. So, um, plus it, I kind of had this, like, I had this like thought in my head where, and, you know, excuse my French, but it's like, you know, shit travels south. So like my husband was just not really happy with his job, you know, wanted to change didn't want to be in snow and ice anymore because he had some physical limitations and my youngest child had um, physical limitations. So we're like, why not? Like, why are we waiting till we retire and we're too old to really fully enjoy the sun and the palm trees? So we packed everybody up and moved to Florida. So that's where I'm at right now. 30 minutes from the Gulf of Mexico, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. Yeah. Okay. Do you you like that change? Do you want me to keep going? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gabby, my um, <laughs> okay. So I would say that I mourned for like six months leaving a place I was born and raised and only knew, you know, I only knew Michigan. So I had a hard time plus two, you know, we had to start completely over. So it wasn't just finding like a dentist and a pediatrician and, you know, like a family practice doctor, but I also have a, my third child um, has special needs. So I had to find all the specialists that we, that we needed to be in touch with for him. And we had, we were right about to do two major surgeries for him. So making that big transition down to Florida, um, it was a lot like a lot, a lot, you know? So, but I I will honestly say that my husband wanted to move to Florida and before he met me, he wanted to move to Miami, which Frankie knows Miami. Um, and then he, his mom passed away and then he met me a year later and then the rest is history and we met and got married, but he's always wanted to be in Florida. And I never really wanted to be here because, you know, different trees and bugs and hurricanes and, you know, it's just different. Right. Um, but I have to say that my soul feels happy. Like I, it took six months of mourning what I used to only know, but different is good and different was good for my soul. I have the chills. So I'm happy that I'm here, you know? That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, um, did you continue with radio down in Florida? did. Ooh, that's a good question, Gabby. Look at you. Um, so yeah, but before I left Michigan, I obviously have been in radio since 1997. No, actually a little <laughs> bit before that, about 96, 97. I've been it since college and, um, and I continued even after getting married and stepping away from my full-time job, um, in sales and on air. When I started having kids, I stayed part-time. And so I was, I managed to be able to voice track, which is a, a big, you know, it's, more prevalent now than it was, you know, a little while ago. Um, you, voice tracking is pretty regular in most radio stations now. But when I went to leave, I was like, I'm not ready to walk away from radio just yet. And my program director was like, what do you want to do? And so I said, can I take my job with me? And he had never worked with an on-air talent remotely before, but we figured it out. And so um, I got a laptop and I got a microphone and I created a studio for myself here in Florida in my closet. (laughs) And just like radio is in generally speaking, you know, radio is really fickle. They flip stations formats all the time. Um, and they ended up putting me on ice and they flipped the format. So radio kind of left me four months after we moved down here. So it happened really quickly and I kind of lost my way for me personally, because it was like, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I was kind of like, well, now what, like, you know, this is all I know. And, um, I didn't want to start over on radio because I didn't want to hit the, I didn't want to pound the pavement. I didn't want to, you know, go hit in the bars. I didn't want to, I didn't really have any radio connections down here. And I was like a full-time mom. So I, I wasn't 20 something anymore, you know? Um, so I ended up ship shopping for a while, which a lot of my teacher friends um, talked me into ship shopping is a personal grocery shopping service. So I, I did that for a while and that was fun. Um, and then a friend of mine talked me into starting a podcast, which was um, new and definitely a huge learning curve, you know, depending on how you you know, how you create your podcast, you know, it can be very simple, but it can also be very complicated. It just kind of depends. And for me, technology is difficult. Like I can figure it out, but it takes me a long time to figure things out. So I started a podcast and through the podcast, this is, I'm going to answer your question before you even ask me (laughs) a friend of mine from high school who, um, who was taking classes at the, at the facility where we train at came on my yeah. podcast and we got to talking about improv. Cause he's also, he's also an improv and, um, he w- had previous, previously been in radio and now he was doing voiceover and he was training at the facility. We all train at, and he said, you should try it. And I'm like, no, no. And then he said, just seriously, take a look at it. So I took a look at it and I decided to take the intro class. So I'm going to, I'm going to open up for another question. Cause I can, I'm what, just going to keep was going. Was that easy? Like an easy decision? 
for you to do just to like go onto the website and and pay for it like right away or did you have to like think about it go on there look at a couple videos I was terrified yeah because you know it was new and different everything new and different is scary you know um, but I had started a podcast. So I was like, fuck it, you know, sorry guys, I'm gonna swear, but like, I was like, fuck it, let's just do it. So I hesitated for like a second and I was like, it's like not very much money out of my pocket to try the intro class. Right. Um, yeah. and it's only a couple hours out of my time. My heart was pounding the whole time, you know, especially when you had to read a script for the very first time. Cause I was used to rip and read, rip and read is radio. You rip and read You're one, a one note, one personality. You know, I developed this character on radio for 20 years, 20 plus years, actually. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was difficult, but I did it. I hesitated, but I did it because I had made a choice before I started the podcast. Um, and right before COVID hit, I had decided that, um, I was no longer going to allow fear to hold me back from doing something. Cause I was tired of getting in my own way. And I was tired of allowing fear holding me back from even trying something new. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other part of it too, and and this is probably another question that I'll just go ahead and answer myself (laughs) is, (laughs) is I've wanted to do voiceover since I was 15, 16 years old. So junior in high school. Yeah. And I don't know, I probably shared this with you guys, but I'll share with you guys again. One of my best friends, who was a guy at the time, his father was, that was his living. I know I had to, you know, I, I don't know, whatever. He was a boy, but we were friends, like for real friends. And um, his dad was a voiceover artist. He was a well-established voiceover artist. Like we're talking like 20, 30 years ago. And he had created a studio in his basement <laughs> in a closet. And he had said to me, you have a, you have a nice voice. Have you ever thought about getting into voiceover? And I'm like, I don't, I, radio was a twinkle in my eye. I had no idea what he was talking about. And he said, you know, you have to develop your voice and you have to develop characters and you have to understand script and copy. And he showed me a microphone and I was like, oh my God, this is sweet, but this is, I, I didn't. Yeah. So I shelved, I tabled that. And then I went to college to become an accountant <laughs> I hate math. Like, it is so random. My dad was an accountant, so that is I was terrible. We can we can agree on that. Thank you. you <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I think everybody thinks that sometimes you have to follow in your parents' footsteps, especially if they own a business. So yeah. I think we can all agree on that. And so I kind of felt like I needed to do that, but then I got to college and I was like, this is terrible. Like, and so I switched to communications, and then that's I got into college radio and all that kind of stuff, but throughout my radio career, which is like a whole separate conversation, um, they used to always pull me in because it was hard to get female voices to, to, to do, um, to, you know, to, to do the scripts and stuff for the commercials. So and they'd pull me in and they would say, you know, we want you to, you know, learn how to do this better, you know? And then I had a friend of mine who was a male and, you know, radio can kind of be a boys club a little bit. And, um, and he was getting into voiceover and he said, you should do voiceover. And I was like, okay, help. How do I, how, how do you do voiceover? Like, what is this? You know? And yeah. I shelved it again. I tabled it. And then when I lost my radio gig, when, when radio left me after I moved down to Florida, my husband's like, you should get into voiceover. And I'm like, but how, <laughs> like, how do you get into voiceover? You know? Mm-hmm. And I signed up for all the free pay to play sites and, you know, try to figure it out. But I was like, this is hard. <laughs> this is too hard. So I, I tabled it until that one night on my podcast when my friend came on and told me about where we train and there you go. Wow. So many, all she wrote, that's what? all she wrote. So <laughs> many people, many people might think, or they do think this, that when you work in radio, making the jump to BO is like a piece of cake. Yeah. So do you think your radio experience was a strength towards this or did it hinder you? That's a double-edged sword. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'd say that 
at first I thought, well, I'm in radio and I have a lot of radio experience. So this is going to be a good transition, which it was a good transition. And a lot of people in radio do come, you know, either have voiceover as a side hustle or they transition into radio or from radio to voiceover. For me, it was a hindrance because I had no acting training. Um, I know zero improv and I had developed, like, like I said, that one character, you know, that one radio sort of persona and um, with one sort of delivery, right? So getting into voiceover was difficult and it's been a long haul for me, a long year of training to sort of get the radio out because I don't necessarily, I just discovered that the radio voice that I have the tone and the delivery is not really the problem. It's just some of the technical things that radio gets in your brain and how you, you know, um, I don't know, like the, Oh, hi kitty. <laughs> I just got distracted. So it's been a long process for me to figure out how to, I, I, I sucked in voiceover. Like when I started, I, it was hard. I maybe it didn't suck, but I mean, if I felt like I sucked because that first intro class, you know, you read and you have this minute where you're like, that was terrible. <laughs> you know, most people probably went through that. Probably. Yeah. I think, probably yeah, I think we all did, but I, I never got that vibe from you. Like I always saw you and was like, wow, she's really confident. She and- presents really confident. Look at this. She's in yeah. her booth and she's got her lights and her things. And you're like, yeah. she got this together. Exactly. <laughs> like she- did a good job. <laughs> so when you say, I don't know to the point where I wish you were Nickelodeon so we could slime you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I almost said I don't know during my demo thing. Oh, my thing, not my demo thing, you know, like actually, you right. know, and um, and I was like, stop it. If Lloyd was here, you were like a little <laughs> Lloyd on my shoulder. I'm going to slime you. <laughs> so, yeah, like we, we have to mention, like I said in the intro, like after all this hard work, you finally a couple of days ago recorded your demo. Yeah. I was thinking gotta... about this. Okay, let's, we can talk about that. That's that's a good point. <clears throat> I was yeah. starting to really get down on myself because, um, you know, it's been a year of training, and and some would say being in radio, you, it could take longer. You know, and I've seen people, um, also from radio, like Angela's from radio. You know, it took you a little bit less. You took a lot less time, but like everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own path, right, and their own experiences. And I knew that I don't come from. I don't have any. You know, acting. Um, there's no theater back. I'm not a singer. Um, you know, so I don't have any of that training and and neither did Angela, but like I said, everybody has their own journey. But for me, Oh, I forgot what I was saying. I I got sidetracked there for a second. Um, with the demo, I knew I wanted to get my demo done as soon as possible, but I knew I had a lot of work and leading up to the demo, I've taken so many classes you know, I mean, I've taken an ongoing every Saturday for months, you know, and, and that is also very costly and time consuming. You know, I have three kids at home and a husband and a couple dogs. Um, and I've taken a lot of specialty classes and I have accountability group to train with. And I have another friend of mine who's been in voiceover. We, we practice every other week on Wednesdays. So it's been a long time coming. Um, and I'm super excited that I'm demo ready, but I know that my training is not done. I know I have a lot of work to do still, you know? Um, and I got into my demo, like, just stay open. You know, I was like, just be open to just enjoying the experience. Stay out of your head. (laughs) Don't say, I don't know. And just allow, you know, allow it to happen. Um, and then I overthought it the next day, <laughs> but it was, it was having all that time to train. You, you do see people coming in after you and then getting to the demo before you. And it's hard, you know, it's hard. It's hard not to think like, it's hard not to compare yourself to other people just in general, you know? And then through this whole process, I've learned a lot about who I am too, as a person through other people's eyes and, you know, through my, my own process, you know, 
you really have to dig in deep. I still got a lot of work to do <laughs> internally and in voiceover, you know, cause there's that, that layer of confidence that you need to have, you know, and, um, and it, it comes out in your voice and it comes out in your performance. Um, and I, anxiety is something I've battled with my whole life, you know, too. So that also can play a factor. Oh man, that first intro class. Oh my God. I was like going to die. But once you did it, once I got through it and then I start, and then I took the four week class was, which is where I met Gabby and, and Angela. Um, you know, every class I took, it got better. And it got to the point where you just get more comfortable in your skin you get more comfortable performing and you get to understand the techniques and you get to know the coaches and you get to meet new, great, awesome friends who support you. And I couldn't be more grateful for having the opportunity to be able to do something like this. I'm pretty excited. That's We it. love it. We, we love, love it. to see it. Yeah. <laughs> That was very well said. Um, you know, through you, you've been talking about um, a lot of obstacles that you've had to face in your life and you, you always overcome them is what I've been noticing um, mm -hmm. hearing you talk today. And so I think that's, that's um, inspiring, motivational. Sorry, I just had a little one interrupt me. It's motivational. Okay. You, no, I heard you said motivational, inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard when I think, every, okay. So that's my, I was thinking about this earlier and I was thinking about what's well, been on my mind a little bit lately, actually a lot. Um, but I was thinking about the fact that like, everybody's got hard stuff to go through, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, if you, you could see somebody, you could see me walking my dogs. I have to walk my dogs a lot. So you could see me walking down the street and walking my dogs with my kids at the pool or whatever. And you'd think, oh, look at her. She's so happy. She's got her shit together. No, I don't. I've got stuff that I'm dealing with, you know, um, and everybody's got something to deal with, but it's a matter of like just pushing forward and keep going. Um, I think through this whole process, I've realized that the biggest hurdle that I have for myself, especially in this voiceover journey is me, myself, and I, I always get in my way every single time, but because I made that decision before I found voiceover and when I you know, before, while I was getting going with my podcast and before COVID happened, um, I decided that I was no longer going to stop my, myself from trying something because if you don't even try it, you, you know, you're, you're going to, you're doing yourself a disservice. Right. And mm -hmm. even with this voiceover journey, even though I've gotten in my head and gotten in my way and, um, I keep pushing forward. I keep stepping over myself. <laughs> like I throw myself down in front of myself and then I just step over myself and then I just keep going. Um, but realizing that voice, it's not just about the voiceover journey. It's about what it's brought into my life too. Just friends, meeting new people, learning about other people, um, learning about myself. Um, and then also just knowing that if you're open to trying something new, that it takes you on a path that you might not have ever expected to happen, you know? So I don't know if I'm going to be the next big voiceover star, but I'm just happy to be here. And I'm happy to just have a voice out there or to be offering a voice out there um, and sharing my voice out there in the great wide world of voiceover. Now that I have my demo, um, that, <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if that's it, you know, like I'm also open to the possibility that there's so much more out there and just think if I didn't go to that intro class, I would have never known. So I guess my point is, is that sometimes when something's scary, you just do it because you never know what's going to happen. You're going to have to just jump, step on my toes. Cause I'm just going to keep talking. I might just keep rambling. No, that was perfectly, perfectly said actually on my screen. Um, I, I have this thing that says scared. Good. We don't grow when we stay inside our comfort zone. That's right. I always let, there's this uh, story about, I, I forget who told the story, but it's about a lobster and you know, lobsters, they have to outgrow their shells and a lot of times when they're uncomfortable that's when they start shedding their their shells so 
you know, when you feel uncomfortable in a situation, like, you know, jumping into voiceover or jumping into that demo, you know, this is you just shedding your shell, ready for another opportunity to grow into a bigger shell. So that reminds me of that one book with, um, by Shel Silverstein. I think it's Shel Silverstein. No, it's one of, it's like the hermit crab one. I'll, I'll find it. There's a, there's a, um, a great book about a hermit crab, you know, growing too big for its shell. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah Mine was definitely about lobsters. Okay, but, well, I mean, mine's, <laughs> mine's a hermit it's crab. About the same, it's about the same notion, you know? Yeah. And it's funny that you have that on your screen because I have one that says, um, oops, a dream that's placed on your heart was meant to be there. So since you were 15 years old, you had this inkling in your heart that, man, that would be a really great route. I would love to do that. You know, it's, it's something like for myself, when I went into radio too, like I remember driving, you know, to college because I just got into my college courses and I was listening to somebody on the radio and I'm like, that's going to be me one day. And sure enough, 15 years later, you know, I'm on the radio. So, you know, something that's placed on your heart is there for a reason. So, you know, you're on the right path. Just know that. And that's something that that's a, like a really good point too, is that I feel like if you don't honor these opportunities that come in, come around and you keep ignoring them and they keep knocking on your door, eventually you have to not ignore it and address it, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. good or bad, because clearly there's a, a lesson to be learned. Or like you said, there's an opportunity that needs to be a part of your life. And, um, once I decided to try, um, voiceover and, you know, start training at the school that we decided we were all, that's how I met you guys. Um, all kinds of amazing things started, you know, happening. And when Frankie touched on breadcrumbs, you know, you through this whole process, just being open to meeting people and open to opportunities and just paying attention to the little things that happen, you know, especially when you start getting in your own way, (laughs) you know, little things have occurred, um, along the way that I call breadcrumbs that have also signaled to me that like, I'm on the right track. And let me share a breadcrumb with you because I feel comfortable. We're talking about my demo. And, um, I have to tell you when, when you go to the demo bootcamp through the place, the facility that we train at you, there is not an A to Z process in this facility. It's, it's accessible to everybody and you choose how you want your journey to go. And I had a very clear understanding of how I wanted to go about training. And I kept seeing all these people coming with me in the beginning at starting with me. And then people starting after me going for the demo boot camp. And I finally got to a point where I was like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I holding myself back from going to this demo boot camp? If you don't go to the demo boot camp, you're not going to know what you need to work on. If you don't know what you're going to need to work on, you're not going to be able to get to your demo. And if you don't get to your demo, you're not going to be able to get out there and share your voice with the world. And that's your goal. So I finally ripped the bandaid off and I did the demo boot camp, and it was great. It was a really great experience. I knew what I needed to work on, but hearing those words, you're almost ready is hard to hear, but mindset shift almost ready is better than not being ready at all. And not being ready, you know, or almost ready is better than never trying it, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, yeah. So I just, um, I'm being interrupted. Hold on. Can you (laughs) shut the door, please? Okay. That's fine. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So I, the demo, uh, the little breadcrumb, that's what I was talking about. Um, you know, coming up on the demo bootcamp, I'm, I'm in, I'm not in Las Vegas, right? So the training facilities in Las Vegas. And after our trip, I had decided I wanted to do the demo bootcamp in person and I was going to fly back, but it's actually a lot more difficult to get to Vegas and it's expensive. And so I decided to get smart with my credit card money. And I decided to, instead of purchasing a trip to go do my demo in person, I decided to upgrade my mic for my future. <clears throat> I thought that was a lot smarter and a, a good choice for me. But I was like, now, how do I do my demo remotely? You know, how do you do that? And, um, and the, the, the lady that we train with is very open to remote voiceovers and she has a really easy process, but I'm in between booths right now. I have this booth that is a-okay from a sound engineer standpoint, but my husband's on the other side of the wall working now from home. And 
so I'm creating a new booth. So I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? Where do I go? So I started connecting with people here that have production studios locally in Florida. And then a friend of mine who's still in radio said, I need to connect you with our other friend. I said, okay. So he connected me with an established voiceover person who's in the industry. He's part of the year he's here in Florida, part of the year he's in Michigan. He's got a studio in both places. The one in Michigan is a bigger studio than the one here. And so we connected and we had a conversation. Lo and behold, he's on the same talent roster as Mama Vio. They've at the, yeah, at one of the, they're on several rosters, I think, but one particular roster, you know, in connected closely with the facility we train at. And he also hires her as a female talent because he also produces voiceovers. Small world. <laughs> like, I've known this guy for 30 years. Like, he knew me oh, wow. when I was like so young and dumb, you know? But so this is like a twofold part of the conversation. So I got to work with, I got to drive up to his house and see an established voiceovers, um, an established voiceover, uh, voiceover artist or voiceover person, um, his home studio and talk about booth goals. Like his booth was amazing. And it was just really cool to be able to work with Mama VO, who already knows somebody that I know. And right there, it's like that synchronicity, right? In life, the breadcrumb. I'm on the right path. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I, 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 that was the point that I wanted to make is that if you don't know and it feels scared, scary, and you're uncomfortable, sometimes that's where you need to be. And then pay attention to like the little breadcrumbs in life. Did knowing, knowing that was that easier for you? Did you feel less stressed or a little more like calm knowing that he had that connection or that he knew this person? Um, no, I was, I had to work out really hard that morning. <laughs> I, mm. had to, I had to work out really hard because I was already anxious and nervous. And then like, when you add in that layer of like another person that you're like performing for, you know, it was like a new environment, a new booth, a new place. I had to travel up to his house. It was like an hour away. So that added like a little bit of a layer of um, anxiety for me. But at the same time, I was like, no, this is, this is, I'm doing it. Like I'm connecting. And that's the point I wanted to make being in voiceover, being in podcasting, being in radio. Like when I first started out in radio, I was so dumb. I made dumb like, I just, I didn't stay connected with everybody. I didn't network. Like, you know, I was just really young. And now, now that I'm older and seasoned and like, you know, ripe in my mid forties, I understand the power of connecting with people and not just networking, but there's a, there's a difference between networking with people and connecting with people. Like you can network all day long, but really connecting with people. And so to answer your question in a roundabout way, like I was looked at the experience, like just flip that script. Anxiety is just excitement, just in a different way. And mm -hmm. this is an opportunity for me to connect with someone here in Florida. And they, they talk about that in the beginning part of our training, wherever you are in the world. Um, it's so important, not only to find a community like we did and friendships like we did, but also to network and connect with other people locally, wherever you're at. And so I was like, you need to just look at this as like a really this is the universe and the world offering you an opportunity to connect with someone here. Yeah. Yeah. Because he also got to hear you read a script. Yes. Yeah. And he was pretty excited to go through the process because obviously he knows, um, you know, uh, the person we train under, he, he knows her from a, in a different like light. Right. Mm -hmm. So he got to see her as a director and he mm -hmm. was like, that was pretty sweet. He's actually like the male version of her. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you doing your demo. I, okay. I, I shared this with Gabby because, um, you know, she did her demo right the day before me and it's neat to go through it. First of all, I have to point out that it's really cool. Not, not that you boys aren't cool, but like, it's so cool <laughs> to have Angela and Gabby, like still connected with you guys and going through this whole 
process because we've been with each other from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and it's neat to see what Angela's doing and where, how she got to where she's at. And then Gabby too. And then doing our demo almost like back to back. Well, actually yeah. literally back to back. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, um, it's been super cool. Yeah. It's been super cool. Definitely. Definitely. And hearing, um, your feedback on what you were going through and like what was going on through your head. And then you calling me and, and saying like, Hey, what happens the day after, <laughs> you I know, it's so nothing, weird. nothing, really nothing. <laughs> you just wait. Yeah. It's more waiting, <laughs> more waiting, more waiting. So it felt yeah. like I, I, I told Gabby, this is, that was the point was that, um, out of like getting married and having my children, this is probably, one of the biggest moments of my life honestly pivotal pivotal moment yeah it's a pivotal moment yeah and it almost felt like you know planning a wedding you know it was Mm -hmm. like you know honestly it was I almost felt like I was giving birth to myself you know that's so weird to say but like (laughs) you know I was true like I don't like you how how many how how long has it been like a year longer than a year Mm -hmm. a year three months I think I don't know something like that right yeah yeah of you just working on yourself and like out of all of us you've been the one that's like been very consistent Mm -hmm. with all the classes with all the ongoing specialties uh one-on-ones so it has been a, a a real journey for you where you've you've put a lot of you've put yourself out there mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Spend a lot of money. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I to make your that. wallet. Yeah. yeah, takes money to make money, girl. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to just get out there as soon as I have that yeah. demo. I'm ready to hit the ground running, and that's so probably. Can we one. talk about that for a second? Because yes. before you were demo approved, you felt ready. I did. That was a great. That was another breadcrumb is, you know, in the, trusting the process, like when you start the process of voiceover, taking the intro class and making that first big financial like choice of doing a four week class, which it's not like a ton of money, but it's enough money to come out of your pocket that like, mm-hmm. you actually seriously have to decide, like I'm moving forward with this voiceover right. thing, mm-hmm. you know, I am really fully committing myself. And then that's when I made another choice to like, come up with like an, an idea of how I was going to tackle this journey. Um, not everybody takes an ongoing class every single week. Not everybody takes as many specialty classes. I definitely use the sales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I shop the sales, you know, to help help. But um, I forgot the question about, oh, oh, I knew I was ready because in the beginning part of the voiceover journey, you know, the, people would ask seasoned voiceover people were attending class. So you got to hear them. And then other people that were already starting the process already further along than me were like, how do you know you're ready? And the coaches used to say, you know, when you're ready, when you feel like you're ready. And then you start hearing the coaches saying, drop the mic, you got this right on bookable, you know, and it took me eight months <laughs> to start hearing that. And I finally had a moment where one of the coaches is like, who are you? And who, who replaced you? Like who's, who's here today. And then it happened again. And then it happened again. I still can't get on the short list. I still can't win a <laughs> no, no, no. contest. I didn't, hey, get on, I didn't get on the short list until after I had my demo and I was auditioning. So remember that I wasn't oh, on the really? short list right away. Yeah. It took me a while to get on the short list. I had to have my demo was done by the time I had my, I got the short list. So I didn't even know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was, I was, I think, I think it was, I was waiting on my demo during the time I got my short list. So yeah, I mean, it happens when it happens, you know? So, and you have to have that right script. Not all of those scripts were written for, you know, all of our voices. You just have Mm. to you know, like that last contest that was, that was hard. I tried it and I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another perk of voiceover is just, long. <laughs> if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. So, I mean, they're not all written for all of our voices. So when that right script comes, right script crumbs for you, it'll be yours. You'll be on the short list or you'll win it. Who knows? Yeah. That's true. That's true. And, and honestly, the, 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 the month before, when I found out that I was demo ready, you know, I'd gotten that email saying that, you know, several of us in the group were on the short list. Right. And, and then there was a, a winner and I was like, damn it. You know, 
ah, again. And then I walked but, right in. I mean, I, I got my demo emails from like teachers saying you've done spectacular. You've grown so much. And you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have gotten some emails from some coaches, like after a class, you know, and they've emailed me and said like, wow, you're doing really, really well. Like you did fantastic. And, um, but that's also, that's also me making sure that I stay connected. You know, like I do, um, when they say, Hey, email me, if you have any questions, I do, I think it's very important, you know, to stay connected, um, with people. And it, I'm not saying that they just emailed me those words because they really did feel that way. But like, I do, um, I reach I, out for, I have reached out and open, you have to open up that door. You know, mm-hmm. you, right. I mean, I didn't just stay with you two because, you know, like after the four week, I was like, Oh no, us girls got to stay together. And I like messaged you guys. We were Instagram friends after two classes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I immediately connected with you, Angela, though, because yeah. you both are from radio, obviously. Yeah. And then Gabby and I like zing too. Cause I was like, oh, look at her. She's so cool. And then she was like, later, she's like, I think you're cool too. And I was like, let's be friends. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I really think it's important to support other women too. Not that the boys aren't, you know, not that we don't want to support you boys, but I really do feel like <laughs> women need to support each other, you know, mm-hmm. as well and stick I, together. I just got to say that we know this. You don't have to make the qualified <laughs> statement every time. <laughs> I want to leave you guys out. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, all right. So um, I know we're kind of running out of time here, but just to step outside of the booth for a second. What are some of the favorite things that you like to do outside of like work, home, VO? What do you enjoy? My God, I'm like constantly moving. So like, I love to work out. I don't know. A fun little fact going off of Lloyd. um, Fun fact, I'm actually a group fitness instructor. So I teach group fitness um, online for a friend of mine who has her own company here. Uh, locally where I work, where I live. <clears throat> and um, I love to work out. I love to move my body. I like to go for bike rides. I love coffee and vodka. <laughs> um, together, and I, together in one. Okay. And I love the beach. I'm obsessed with palm trees and I love the beach. The beach is like my religion, you know, like there's something about going to the beach and putting your toes in the sand and just the ocean and the water. And yeah. In a past life, I bet you lived in Atlantis. (laughs) I was a mermaid. Yeah, (laughs) totally. We can get into some conspiracy theories, but we'll talk about another show. Another show. Another Another topic. (laughs) Have you always loved the beach, or was it something that happened after you moved to Florida? No, no, I've always Always. loved the beach. I've always been drawn to water. I don't like swimming Mm -hmm. in it, but I like being near it. Is that weird? That's kind of weird. It's a little weird. Well, the ocean's scary. The ocean ocean is scary. scary. Yeah, it's scary. I don't Ocean like is being very scary. so scary. I don't like, I don't like being in a vessel on the water either. Like I like mm. to be like on the beach with my toes in the water. I don't want to be like in the water. So okay. anything yeah. where you can't see the bottom of is unnecessary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm. I agree. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's it. And I podcast. Yeah. And you podcast. What's your favorite color? Your favorite food? Oh my God. Okay. Quick. Um, so I used to like purple, but I moved to teal, you know, so I'm in teal and blue, okay. blues and teals. Cause you know, ocean and yeah. you know, beach wave. Th- I call it beach wave therapy. Um, and my favorite food, gosh, I, I love all food, but I can't, all food doesn't love me. So there's a lot of, I have a lot of food restrictions, so that's kind of a bummer. So in my next life, I hope I can come back in, in a form that will allow me to have whatever I want to eat. <laughs> um, but I love ice cream. Can't eat it. And oh, I know it sucks. It's sad. I know it's, it's so sad. sad. Um, I don't know. I, I love avocados. Is that weird? That's weird. Love, love avoc- weird. avocado <laughs> toast. I yeah. love avocado toast. I've seen a, rep- I seen a, a recipe for avocado bread. Ooh. Fun fact. I made fries. avocado fries last weekend. Ooh, right. I love avocado Very fries. Surprise. <laughs> Frank, you don't like avocados. I don't. I no? know. It's crazy. What? I know. What? Especially in California. Every time yeah. I say it, I feel like people want to attack me. They all judge you. <laughs> well, my parents love it. My parents love it. Like, I grew up around it. Like, it's not like, but for some reason, I've never gotten into it. Really? Texture, maybe? Or taste? Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. It's a weird texture. 
if you come to Florida, Florida has like giant avocados, not just yeah. the little itty bitty ones or like the, the, yeah, mm-hmm. my neighbor grew, grew some. Yeah. They yeah. were like, they're giants. So anyways, I Too cool. yeah. So None for me, um, <laughs> I just want to know that like you, you motion to show us like the size of a melon. Are we saying they're that big? Oh yeah. They're big. There's some, there's some oh, big there's avocados. Some big yeah. Things. Like an ostrich egg. Yeah. yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. They're big. They're super big. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you want to know any like other fun facts before we wrap up? Like, yeah. Something I've... that we don't know about you. Yeah. Um, I love, um, I used to be in, so in radio, I was an alternative rock, um, alternative and rock. So I've always been like a, like I kind of have an edge to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, um, have been, I have um, been two personalities in radio. So I used to, I used to also do an adult contemporary radio station and two different vibes of formats. And so they had me change my name. Yeah. So I had to be Jocelyn at this um, alternative station. So I, I voice tracked the morning show and then a midday too. Um, and then I would flip over and go to the AC station. And then I was Taylor because I had to be like, you know, bubbly and poppy <clears throat> and I it didn't work out well for me because you guys all know I have a hard time <laughs> being bubbly you know so I'm more laid back and a little bit I'm like laid back with like a little bit of an edge to me so the rock chick always yeah and I have to say my, one of my favorite concerts I ever went to was Red Hot Chili Peppers it was probably the best concert I've ever been to in my entire life I mean that just Anthony Kiedis is like oh I just <laughs> I love him and the next time we go karaokeing I want to red hot chili peppers. Write that down. I did, did do. You're she right. Did do yeah, she did one. do one. Yeah. yeah, I do. Um, I guess like growing up though, my favorite was like four non blondes and I liked mm. like, um, Depeche mode and tears for fears. And, um, my favorite movie was anything with Molly Ringwald, you know, cause like pretty in pink and like all that stuff. So, um, I guess my favorite animated movie would be lion King. Lloyd had mentioned that. Like I, was the one that watched Lion King on a VHS tape and I didn't see it in the theater until it came out recently. Yeah. So, and lady in the tramp. And I have to tell you, um, I too love strawberry shortcake, just like mama VO. And, um, I had everything strawberry shortcake when I was growing up and I too had a little like recorder and I <laughs> pretend to interview myself in the mirror. It was so dorky. Aww. That is so cute. Again, back to the whole, if there's a, like a desire or yes. like the universe is already calling you before you even know it. Like I have pictures of myself playing on like my grandma's like a um, record, record player and stuff. And like, you know, holding my ears, like I'm a DJ, like I'm like, I'm like three years old in this picture, but like, you know, it's, it's something that the universe is already asking you to consider. Yeah. So I'm I mean, just so gonna cool. say I hope that that's not the case for me because I wanted to be a paleontologist <laughs> and an archaeologist. You have plenty I of time, have put boy. A lot of money into doing VO. So if maybe, I switch- maybe you'll be the voice of a documentary. Yeah, yes. that's perfect. Our That'd life. Perfect. I mean, that would be cool. I'd be. I would. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. Our life coach speaks. She <laughs> is now spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's it. That's so true. That's so true. That's awesome. All right. So last but not least, in the next couple of years, where do you see, where would you like your career to go? Oh my God. That's like, that's a, that's heavy. I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the next couple plan. I do have a plan actually. I'm a plan. I have a plan for my plan with a backup plan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a planner. I actually would, my first goal is obviously get the demo, get on the short list and win that contest for where we train. And then I'd also like to pay myself back. So my goal in the next like year or two is to start making enough money, you know, start, um, and paying myself back, you know, and then I'd like to be able to, and this might sound silly, but I've always been part-time and a full-time mom. So I'd like to be able to, um, be, this is my time to be able to take the opportunity to really fully submerge myself into the voiceover world and have it be my career and know that like focus on me for a little bit, you know, and my kids, but also pursue something that I am passionate and want, you know, I want to be successful at whatever I'm doing in voiceover. I think it's really healthy though, realizing that having my kids watch me reinvent myself. I'm 45, 
you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm reinventing myself at 45 and they're watching me, you know, they're watching me finally pursue something that I'm passionate about. And has, I told you, has been knocking on my door (laughs) incessantly multiple times throughout my lifetime. And they're seeing me now finally doing it. So I'm just happy to be here and be able to do voiceover and wherever it takes me, as long as I pay myself back, we're good. You know, but if you can choose that destination of where it takes you, where would it, where would you end up? Where would it be? <laughs> Just let me be like, you're not getting off the hook. You didn't answer the question. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, the, it, it was a beautiful answer. It was just too open-ended. We want, we want to zero in. We want to yeah. zero in. <laughs> okay, fine. You, you, you will get your answer, Angela. I will give it to you. <laughs> I'd like to do radio station imaging. So I'd like to be a voice on a radio station. So I'd like to be the image, you know, like the voice of the imaging on a station. I'd also love to do telephony for any major corporations out there. Um, I've always been told that I have a nice telephone voice. Like people would call me in high school just to talk to me because they said my voice was like soothing. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but, <clears throat> and then, um, I would love I would love to just be in, I know it sounds so silly because I'm not really a character person, but I would love to be a part of a video game or like an animated movie or, you know, some sort of dubbing opportunity for a movie um, where I can say to my kids, see, see what I just did. That's just, that's what I want to do. That's a goal, yeah. you know, like that's me, you know? Yeah. You can't um, really say you're not a character though, because even like you just being you is a character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? What are you really saying? Just your voice in general. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, this, all five of us right now could be in a video game as our own personal voices. Mm-hmm. You know, That's even right. if I, you know, your name is Timothy, but you could just use your own personal voice. I do also want to point out, and I know you've said this multiple times, but like Pandora, oh, you know, I, yes. I, I do, I know you've mentioned that you have like a want to be a part of Pandora totally. in some shape, way or form. Totally. Band- yeah. That's, yeah, thank you for reminding me. Totally sure. Pandora. I would love Pand- to be on Pandora's um, list, mm-hmm. their roster. Absolutely. Can, can you give us like a little example of what a Pandora commercial would look like? No. Come on. What do you mean, no? Just like, I mean, just like, you can. Just like, you just don't want to. Yeah. Just like, yeah. thank you for listening to Pandora. <laughs> just that. My that's all I need. Voice. Thank you for. Oh, my God. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> You're inviting us to listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. There we go. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Okay. Two days only. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Make sure you get your tickets tonight. Press, what is it? Press the little button or whatever. Is it like, press now. I love it. I love it already. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. dead. You're on my list. You're on the top of the list. I'm happy to be there. I am happy to be there. I don't think I ever got off the list. Oh yeah, you've been there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, well, congratulations, Jazz. That's awesome. Yes, I'm glad you, you made the step, and it's awesome. I'm happy to be here and happy to share, and I'm happy to be here with you guys. So thank you. Alrighty, guys, that's it for this episode. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Follow us on social. Check out our show notes for any random and cool links. New episode every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Be sure to tune in next week. From the booth and beyond. <laughs>